0: This is Erased. I'm Colette Bower-Zinn. And this is Lisa Johnson. Two Black moms bonded by bluntness, tenacity, and an unwavering commitment to creating communities of support. Every Thursday, we're exploring where the intersections of education, race, and culture collide, dissecting interracial issues to help you navigate and thrive, despite being marginalized. Welcome to Erased. I am your host, Colette Bauer-Zinn. And I am Lisa Johnson. And we are so excited to be here with you today because we have a special announcement. Major news. (laughs) In addition to (laughs) talking us through admission season, which is quickly approaching. I believe applications have already opened. They have already opened.
1: So it is that time of year where lots of families are trying to figure out The
0: best fit for their
1: little monsters. (laughs) And
0: it's an interesting time to have to do that. It's an interesting time on both sides of the spectrum. On one side, it's super interesting because what has been a roadblock to many, standardized testing, is starting to be removed from the picture of private school admissions currently. right. What do you think they're going to do with that when things go back to quote-unquote
1: normal? You know what I love about that? The number of schools who've come forth and acknowledged that they're biased, which makes me wonder, like, well, then why are you just
0: now doing away with it? Yeah, that's that is interesting on a lot of levels, including the like you knew this Mm -hmm. and were comfortable continuing this until now. What you were just asking about what it'll look like when things get back to quote unquote normal, quote unquote normal which is not ever happening but anyway it's never happening and <laughs> i think that right now all the topics we've discussed and are going to discuss lead to the fact that we are redefining normal yeah, yeah. and Including so my admissions. hope <laughs> right my hope is that everything all the way up through the SAT falls down in all of this right. because how many more studies do we have to do to get at the bias right in right. these exams and so I am so thrilled that schools and colleges that are committing to seeing their candidates for who they are and the families that they come from straight up, yeah, rather than imposing this nonsensical hurdle yeah. of standardized testing. yeah,
1: I really feel like it's just one of those things of, well, this is what we've always done, right? right? And this is a part of it.
0: And our <laughs> country is coming to realize that the, well, this is what we've always done, right? is no longer acceptable. And
1: the normal was not good for so many people. So forget that. <laughs> There's no going back to that. Right. I don't want that normal. Yes. So uh, the major news, I feel like I need like a ticker tape or something, like <laughs> breaking news, something. <laughs> if you are listening, stop what you are doing and listen to this major news. Man,
0: you were hyping it up.
1: I, it, because it's hyped. It's, it's major news. <laughs> it is major news. So... When I started Private School Village and, you know, meeting with a lot of the schools and figuring out how we can, you know, work together, the first question out of most people's mouths had to do with admissions and the link to admissions. Um, Not only that, most of my meetings started with admissions, right? And, And Private School Village is not, you know, we're not doing the admissions game. We're much more about the family who's already in the community and or who's just been admitted. That's one of the things I love about it, right? I get to be school agnostic. Um, I get to celebrate the fact that we have a much larger community that's not, um, you know, it's not one, one school. It's all schools. So uh, that is why I am particularly excited about sharing this news um, because I think the question came out of a source of need um, and opportunity. And uh, so having said that, I don't want to give it away. I'm going to um, ask you to make your major announcement.
0: Enter Private School Axis, A-X-I-S, who in partnership with Private School Village will start to address the aspect of taking families of underrepresented students through the process of learning about, navigating the application process to, and the entrance into, private schools in the Los Angeles area. Okay. Say that again. (laughs) I will say it again. Enter private school access, A-X-I-S. So when you say enter private school access. Yes. You
1: are creating an organization called private school access. Yes. That
0: what? That will work with families of underrepresented students to make sure that they know that private schools are in existence, what private schools are about, how to apply to these private schools. And how to transition into these private schools. So I'm sure everyone listening
1: understands why I was hyping that up, okay?
0: (laughs) Because that's no easy feat. It's no easy feat. And it's something that I am exceedingly passionate about, as you (laughs) well know. And I'm really excited to be able to open up another avenue for families of color to explore private schools. Absolutely. So how long has this been in the works? ooh, this has been in the works for well over a year now. See, and I would say it's been in the works for years, probably the Amen. duration of your your experience. <laughs> it, it has definitely been in the works for years. The path has not been an axis, mm-hmm. a straight line between two points. I have worked with some of these access organizations that currently exist. Yeah and had some amazing experiences and revamped certain aspects of the admissions support process Mm -hmm. for organizations and really thought that me contributing as a team member was where the work would fulfill me. Mm -hmm. And while that work was deeply fulfilling, it ultimately uh, became a need for me to do this a different way, In it quotes my way, yeah. Uh, because, like I said, this stuff isn't rocket science. <laughs> so to be able to really streamline systems that optimally support families of color in this really important process and in a life changing decision mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. I felt the need to create a nonprofit organization that would do it, do it well, and change the game. Yeah. So, are you, how are you planning to work with schools? Schools will be partners mm-hmm. with Private School Access. And what that allows for is for the relationship to function both ways. So we will work with our partner schools to help support these families through the process, but also show up for our partner schools in a way that when they do experience issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion, they feel comfortable coming to us Mm -hmm. because all of the staff members of AXIS will have diversity, equity, and inclusion training and experience. Mm -hmm. We will be able to have those conversations and be able to, in the moment, offer advice and options to schools as they are navigating territory that they may or may not be comfortable with. Yeah.
1: Such a great need, especially now. Um, and so, if I'm a family, what does that process look like? If I'm a family who's on the hunt for school and I hear about this fabulous organization. <laughs>
0: Well, you will always start at our website, which will walk you through that, privateschoolaccess.org. And it'll walk you through the whole process of starting with an information session where you come and you learn about what we are all about and the whole process. Mm -hmm. And if you commit to that, then you submit an application with an application fee, Mm -hmm. fee waiver if you're not able to make that fee. And then we consider your application. And if we think it's a good match. Mm -hmm. If we think that we're carrying the same energy and have the same goals, yeah, and I'll speak to that in a second, then we, we welcome you as a member of our cohort for that year of mm-hmm. school placement. And you come in and we talk about your goals, expectations, your understandings of the different schools. Mm-hmm. And we talk about based on your uh, family structure, family values, where you live in the city, what your goals and expectations are for your children's education, which schools you will then apply to. Mm -hmm. And then there's a really cool process of us getting you to these schools to see what's going on in them, the whole application process. So helping you to submit applications Mm -hmm. and everything that's necessary along with them. And then should you be wishing to apply for financial aid, we will help and do workshops on how to apply for financial aid and then sit with you and go through that same deep conversation of once the responses and acceptances are given to families let's look at your values again and yeah. and what you look for in these schools what you saw in the schools that we went to and let's make the best choice for you and your family yeah
1: so i'm i am a newbie learning a lot about all of this honestly and so what is it that you think makes this work well? Like, what is the piece of it that, because I feel like it could easily just turn into you helping to get families in.
0: Yeah, so there are organizations where that's what they do. They help to get families in. That's not what access is here for. Access is here to do that as one piece of a much bigger puzzle. And it's not as simple as like get families in. It's a much deeper, thoughtful, really drawn out and intricate process of getting to know families, mm-hmm. getting to partner with schools so that the outcome is truly meaningful matches with families and schools in the end yeah the partnership part it is is what is also takes it to a different level and what you're not necessarily seeing currently with some of the other access organizations and that's why they are purposefully named partnerships Mm -hmm. because we want the energy to flow both ways yeah and so uh what i spoke about last week in the podcast the mentality that I built this organization on and that will carry the organization on is diversity as the gift mm-hmm. because all too often a lot of organizations are structured around like the, the education is the gift and you should be so grateful and perhaps settle for less or different than mm-hmm. what you optimally want because it's this great opportunity mm-hmm. and in partnering with schools and in, and and really getting to know families, it's about, Diverse families are the gift. Yes, yeah. And you need to navigate this whole process, the transition and the time in these schools knowing that you were the gift. There is no study out there that can counter the multitude of studies that say optimal learning happens in diverse settings. Yes. Right? So it's a win-win for both. Yeah. Diverse families as well as institutions. And so this is taking that approach, that Mm -hmm. circular approach where everyone is gaining in this process, in these partnerships and coming out of that energy, really important that all parties show up Mm -hmm. with best intent and engage in the work together. Yeah. (sighs) Hats off. That sounds like a lot of work, by the way. (laughs) It is a lot of work and it's passion work yes. just like you started yeah. private school village yeah. it's passion work it sustained you as, yes. as you do it yeah. and i'm super passionate about this and have seen many ways of doing it and i want to do it my way right so you mentioned something earlier about goals
1: um I, I think you were referencing what if what a good partner looks like in terms of a family mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about that
0: Sure, and and it, there's no stock answer to that. Yeah. A good family hits A, B, C, and D. For me, it is about a family that is passionate about what's in the best interest of their kids learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not about being attached to a name because they're on the Forbes list. Right. Or because everybody else says that that place is amazing. We at AXIS will be looking for families who are genuinely interested in exploring schools and really genuinely sharing themselves with AXIS and the schools as part of the process. Mm -hmm. So, while I can't say we're looking for A, B, C, and D, we are looking for openness, we are looking for honesty, passion, excitement, commitment to education, commitment to diversity, and commitment to. As we said last week, show up.
1: <laughs> but you just said, you know, once again, this whole rocket science
0: thing. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: anyway. But th- this is a challenging thing to do. Right? And so what, what are the. What
0: Which are the, part is the challenging thing to do? The, the whole process?
1: I mean, you're talking about building relationships, authentic relationships that have lots of legs and. It's not impossible work, but it is it is difficult work. But but my question is, what is the differentiating piece to this work that makes that's going to make access separate and apart from anyone else doing this work currently? Like, what is the piece, what is that special sauce <laughs> that private school access has and insight that you guys have
0: um, that's going to set you apart from others? It's what you just said. It's relational. Yeah. It's wholly relational. So a lot of what exists currently is one way. So organizations, giving to the schools, working with the schools Mm -hmm. to um, explore applicants Mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. This axis is going to put in the hard work of establishing relationships, especially with families and schools. So Mm -hmm. like I said earlier on, it's not just about hey, we want to explore these families with your school and here you go. Mm -hmm. It's about establishing the relationship where we care what goes on in your schools. Mm -hmm. And we want to be a partner with you as you navigate issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion within your schools. Mm -hmm. There are some really exciting components coming out through Access in years two and three Mm -hmm. that will help to better understand what's going on in the schools, our partner schools with regard to diversity, equity, inclusion, and what it looks like from a student of color's perspective in these schools. That's all I will say about that without giving away too much. But so things like that that take it above and beyond the simple placement of applicants is what Shifts the needle on doing this work, the relational aspect. Absolutely. The connection that then allows you access to partner with schools to see what's going on in the lives of their students and be able to support them in making those lives of their students optimal. Yeah. And their faculty and staff all of it. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. That year two and three, those
0: are also, that's major news too. (laughs) Absolutely. We're going to have to drop more bombs, but in years two and three of the AXIS so So
1: when is this all kicking off? When is this, let's say, when can I, how can I learn more?
0: You can learn more by going to the website because it's now. We put it out there. It is now. (laughs) So you can go to privateschoolaxis.org Org, Mm A-X-I-S, and learn and start to sign up for our newsletter and to get on the list uh, so that you know what our dates are. And is this
1: all students of color? Who who are you targeting? Who are you?
0: All students of color, Mm -hmm. self-identifying students of color and their families are welcome to apply to join us on this phenomenal journey starting January 1st. 2021, Axis will be in full force yep. and staffed and ready to rock. Excellent. Well, I'm excited for you.
1: I've seen how hard you work you've worked on this. It seems just to be perfectly
0: aligned with your life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I'm really grateful for your help with all of this and to do this in partnership with private school village, because, uh, you know, interestingly enough, one of the things that I've talked to you about is that a lot of access organizations, uh, another thing that I've seen is that they do too much, try to do too much. Mm-hmm. And so I knew coming into this that I wanted to initially focus on this admissions piece
1: yeah,
0: without having to come up with programming yeah. for so, meeting students of color' social and emotional needs right. once placed and going to these schools. So I am so glad that we can partner in that and yeah. that AXIS can help with the admissions piece and then work with Private School Village yeah. to support the students when, once there but not have to take it on yeah. all by ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Collaboration and partnership. That is the—that <laughs> That is the name of the game. But well, I will say one other thing. I'm yes. sorry. I don't know why I didn't lead with this. Uh-oh. But when you were asking what sets apart private school access, mm-hmm. go to the website and check out the phenomenal group of people, educators, all of it that make up private school access's board. You got to take my picture off of that. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, mental note, do me that personal favor.
0: (laughs) Phenomenal group of people. She's not lying, though. She's not lying. Phenomenal (laughs) group of people. We recently had our first board meeting, which was like a coming home because I have been talking to all of these amazing individuals and gauging their passion for and commitment to what I'm trying to do here. And it was amazing to bring them all in the same room and have our first conversation about our commitment to this work and how to see it through collectively, collaboratively. And I'm thrilled. So I'm not sure how many other access organizations have as incredible a board of directors (laughs) as AXIS does.
1: Yes. Toot that horn cuz you are not lying. That's a pretty good group of people, you know, including Lisa. <laughs> if I do say so myself. No, but no. I'm like the the least impressive person. Oh, stop it. Um, but no, it's just it was a nice it's a nice nice group. Nice mix of of really genuinely focused, smart people. passionate. Um, yeah. No. You've obviously surrounded
0: yourself with
1: some great some great allies. So I'm excited for you.
0: Amen. I'm excited.
1: Period. Yes. So, okay. So then let's switch back a little bit just about the admissions game in general. Yes, please. Why is it so difficult for independent school admissions departments A lot of them still say we can't find families of color who choose us. Hmm. We choose them.
0: They don't choose us. That sounds like an opportunity for some great self-reflection as an institution. And I also don't think that that's a legitimate question. You know the answers. At this point in time, you know the answers. The question is what are you willing to do about it? Right, but I feel like
1: you know. To your point, the problem is in the fact that you've asked that question, <laughs> right? Because that, the, to your point, the solutions—I mean, the, the the issue is pretty evident. What are you going to do about it? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely, and right. you know, but there's
0: a, also room for like different strokes for different folks. Oftentimes, the answer is there was just this piece of your community that they that didn't sit. Not, no, but that didn't meet their needs, and they yeah. found that met. And but I other... think the
1: question is rooted in um, a different place. Of I mean, I think it's genuine. I think it's genuinely being asked, as if there is something more that they're not getting at it. Like they're, I think they're genuinely wondering, what is it about us that makes people not choose us,
0: even after we've chosen them? You say as if there is as meaning that there isn't more that they could do, because I got a whole list. Like,
1: no, I'm saying I think they're asking from a very genuine place. Sure, which is a problem,
0: which is lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what? What? Give us some of that list. I mean, let's talk about it. All the things we've talked about thus far. Do yeah. you have strong, present, and supported affinity groups yeah. in your school? Yeah. What is What is the current experience of people of color in your school? Yeah. Because people talk. Yeah. So you can show up and give me the gold standard treatment. How about you ask? How about you ask them, right? Quick anonymous confidential survey of people who
1: you wanted to come into your community who did not choose you. I can't, I can't imagine that the response rates would be that high to that. Probably as a family, you've moved on at that point. But what telling feedback? Are you listening to the feedback would be my, would be my question. And I think that,
0: and also, like out. I said, I think a lot of it—it's it, not that deep. It just wasn't the school for you, or you saw something that you wanted yeah. more somewhere else. Yeah. But on those occasions where there are specific reasons that can be spoken to yeah. uh, with institutional change, yeah, now's the time to be asking those questions more than any other time yeah. in the history of education. Amen. 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 And I can tell you right now, it's—it's it's numbers. Yeah. Yes. Like, no, who I, likes to go to an open house and, and, and play find the person of color? Right. And we all know. We all go and we
1: count what faces look like ours. And when we don't see it, it tells us a lot. So when we're touring schools and we're not seeing and it. And not
0: only when you don't see it, but when everything that's coming from the school, including admissions materials, has students of color plastered all over it. And <laughs> then you show up and you're like, wait. Right. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. That's an issue. And those are questions that you got to ask yourself as an institution and not so much externally (laughs) expect people to say it. And let's talk about when people are saying it, Mm -hmm. what are you doing with that information? Yeah, Because I've said it till I'm blue in the face. I know plenty of other people who have brought it to the forefront, and yet some of these debilitating practices still continue. So are you really asking? is, Is what I started with,
1: right, right, well, and I just I applaud the schools who are trying to really figure that out, Amen. Like they're trying i was, I had a call with uh I don't want to get the school wrong, so I'm not going to mention it, but there's a a position in an admissions department currently right now where this this young lady's whole job is community relations, right. you told
0: me about that, yes, that's in awesome. community building.
1: And I just thought, man, that makes so much sense. (laughs) I'm surprised more of them don't have just that specific
0: responsibility. Because what a great way. And here's the other thing that just popped into my head. When people make statements like, we chose them, but they didn't choose us. Mm -hmm. That is something that I am constantly battling, too. And will battle through the work of the Axis, too. Students of color and their families are not chattel. So, what you should be doing is representing your school in the best way possible, speaking to all kinds of diversity, Mm -hmm. race, learning, socioeconomic, family structure, and then see what that yields, who is attracted to what you say you're doing and what they see that you're doing. This whole mentality of like, we didn't get enough numbers Mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And treats people like chattel as opposed to human beings who are deserved of a wonderful education. Yeah. I think if you're really
1: pondering that question, obviously, it's really much more an opportunity to dig into what you're doing of substance.
0: Or not. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Which is why I said asking that externally is lame, yeah, and it's not been
1: I just have heard this in different circles. I've heard it come up actually for years now in different circles, um, and I think inevitably it falls back to the you know well, we already have low numbers so people don't see it and blah blah blah, and it creates this vicious cycle, and there may be some truth to that, but there there's there's so many other
0: strategies you could be employing, right, so I'm not concerned about. The numbers. I am concerned about the experience. Yeah. So instead of pouting in the corner because (laughs) your numbers are low, get in there and self reflect. Self reflect. Excuse me on what the experience is. You have that scowl.
1: (laughs) Look, look. Even your, even your
0: position is what it is in the picture right now. Like I said, a lot of these topics make me grumpy. Yes.
1: Well, they
0: also fuel a lot of your passion. Absolutely. Yeah. And that. That is the upside to to my topical grumpiness yeah. is that I turn it into passion. And so that is what the axis is being built out of yeah. this passion to counter these experiences and these narratives and to really genuinely partner with these schools to be able to answer the question of what can we do differently? What can we do better? Yeah. Yeah. And to establish the relationships to be able to have those honest conversations and offer that feedback, yeah,
1: so what advice do you have for parents who are starting to look around right now, and it's it's infinitely harder now, right? Because you can't go take that tour. you got to do it virtually, and you' got to set up some virtual zooms, and it's virtual, virtual, virtual.
0: you do. And virtual, virtual, virtual means that you don't have to drive across the city. To 10 different schools that you're considering. Um, it means that, like we discussed before, standardized tests, sayonara. Yeah. But what you do have to do is sit down and really do your research. Yeah. It looks very different now, the whole process. And each school's doing it differently based on their resources and what they see as the best path forward in these difficult times. Is it really? Is what really? Is the
1: process different? Other I- than Other than the removal of the...
0: Absolutely. The testing S- and everything impl- virtually. Yeah, schools are implementing different pieces to the application process that weren't there before because Likewise. they can't. Um, my son is applying to a school and they were saying that they are going to send out some way, somehow, the ability for him to do a half hour written piece hmm. for assessing. Uh-huh. Where you click on, you only have that half hour. Here's your question. Go. And when the time's done, it disappears. Gotcha. I don't know what they were doing before, if they had Uh in-person writing sample as part of, but things are switching. So you need to, even before getting to the process being different and needing to research that, you got to research. There's a whole spectrum of schools there going from progressive education to traditional education. What does it mean to be progressive versus traditional yeah where do you and your family fall on that spectrum based on your values you got to start there yeah and then you got to look at well we want a mix of both or we want all progressive or we want very traditional then you got to figure out which schools yeah then you got to go to each of those schools websites and look at their mission
1: yeah so you're spending a lot of time doing some virtual research which you should be doing pandemic or not right 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 um and the website, I think, is a great, of course, first step. But how do you, how do you advise parents um, not to succumb to too much marketing?
0: Talk. Yeah. You have your networks. You've got your private yeah. school villages of the world. Yeah. Reach out. Yeah. Ask organizations such as that and others, which families do you have at X, Y, and Z schools? mm mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you offer them my email address so that I can connect and and talk to them about their school experiences? They are definitely
1: doing that. But again, like you're absolutely right. It's got to be done. And if I'm a school, I'm also helping to facilitate that. Right.
0: Yeah. And and ask your tough questions. Yeah. You have an interview process. Interviews are two ways. Mm -hmm. It's not just about people asking questions of you and you answering and putting your best face forward. And onward moving. Yeah. If you are truly exploring something, and I'm not saying be contentious. Right, right, right. But if you have questions about curriculum, I'm not saying it has to do with anything, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right, right. All the years that I've done admissions, it's very interesting to me and shows investment when a family asks me questions in the interview that are thoughtful. Yeah, and show that they are questioning things as a family and how their family relates to the mission yeah. and the values of the school. Yeah. So ask your questions in your interviews. Yeah. As well.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a hard one. I mean, you're you're not you're not wrong. I think the mentality going into these is just so focused on let's get in and then we'll figure it out.
0: I hear you, and it's such a big decision. Yeah. That. Like I said before, to get caught up on what's on the Forbes top 10 list versus what's a real match for you and your family, Mm -hmm. you're cheating yourself. If you're not doing the research, if you're not asking your questions, and if you're not fully showing up, if you're coming from the mentality of just get in, Mm -hmm. that's dangerous. Yeah, And I know that's a strong statement, but that is dangerous because we all get caught up in, in the appearance of yeah, things. Yeah. Well, and I think honestly,
1: I think it happens more than not. Like people just know they'll they'll know of a school because of its reputation.
0: Right. And let that carry it. <laughs> right. Without- and I've had a lot of difficult conversations with families. Yeah. In the process of helping them go through the application process where I have to say that is not the match for you, or yeah. even more difficult conversations of, I understand that it's number one in the country, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, the transcripts I'm seeing in front of me, <laughs> etc. Right, do not speak to that being a good match for you and your student. Mm-hmm. You got to be real with this process because it's 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 like marriage. Not to over exaggerate, but it's like marriage. We have choices. We can settle. Yep, going into a marriage. And, you know, because on paper they looked good Mm -hmm. and they're everything that I should want. Mm -hmm. So I just want to get the commitment and get to the marriage. But then living that day to day. Right. Can end up being miserable. Or then you get in, you're happy you got in, but then you're disenfranchised because the reality is very different from what you thought. And so then you spend your life treading water, trying to keep your head above it. Yeah. To stay in it. Yeah. And that's the same with the school, yeah. Don't make that mistake. Right. Yep. yep. because on paper, everyone's hyping it up. Yeah. Well, if you have to or tread water, someone has got a great name. Or, right. Yeah. And if you have to tread water for your whole academic experience mm-hmm. to try to keep up because you chose something based on criteria that wasn't authentic to yourself as a learner or your family,: yeah.
1: How important do you think it is that an admissions department reflect the diversity you're trying to attract?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Yes.
1: And I think it kind of goes along the same lines of how important do you think it is for the diversity, equity, and inclusion roles on our school to be someone who can better relate because they are,
0: you know, ethnically or racially in a group? I think it's important to have some representation so that there's some voice in the mix on on an admissions team that can say, oh, wait maybe consider this perspective based on their lived experience or their background or studies. I'm not here to say that it needs to be X percentage or to reflect the percentage of applicants of color or anything like that, but it is imperative to have some type of representation so that there's a voice at the table Mm -hmm. to help understand things and quite frankly, to help check people's assumptions and biases while having these conversations as well.
1: That's why I would assume it'd be most important though because even if you have that that parent voice, if they're not at a certain level, maybe it still gets lost. What do you mean? Well, if if, let's say you don't have that representation in your department, but you use families or whoever else to, or even faculty and staff perhaps, to help you conduct interviews or to give you feedback, right, Mm -hmm. and to participate in the Mm -hmm. process. But at some level, if it's not a senior voice at the table,
0: do you think it matters? Well, I think that most of those models that have teachers, et cetera, participating, that Mm -hmm. those people are also part of the admissions committee. And so their voices are heard at certain stages in the process. Mm-hmm. So that is important. And allowing that outside of the admissions team, teachers, et cetera, is also, I think, a good tactic to use to diversify the people that are in the process yeah. without having to budget for and hire um different individuals to be a part of the admissions team to, to fill that right. potential void. Um, I just think It's really important to have some type of representation, like I said, to be able to have that perspective throughout the process. Yeah. Either that or, you know,
1: you can be completely, you can be the whitest white person on the earth and heavily committed. Right. I mean, and committed in such a way that it just does not matter. Right. But there is definitely something to
0: networks. There's something that networks, and there's a lot to lived experience. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. while we deeply appreciate our allies, and we will have an episode soon on allies, it is important to consider that allyship only goes so far. Yeah. Because if you haven't lived it, it can be. You can miss yeah. certain aspects yeah. Understandable. that are imperative to Absolutely. understand. Understandable. Yeah.
1: Well, this has been exciting. And I, you know, I'm biased, but I can't wait for private school access to be officially like just rolling. And we're in year two and three and five. and
0: <laughs> Let's get it up and running. <laughs> January 1st, 1st. Excellent. Thank
1: you everyone for joining us. That's about it for this episode. Please join us next Thursday. Please check us out and leave a review and rate us on Apple Podcast. It's very important. We appreciate your support. And check us out at ErasedPodcast.com and through social media. Also at Erased Podcast with a C. Any, any parting words, Miss Bowersen?
0: Keep fighting the good fight and don't become... You were erased. erased.